1: It's the Tash Show, everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action Hip-Hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, that's all he's asking Over like Rowa, he keeps it real, he's no joker Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner There I'm moving, speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Tash Show, Show.
2: Show. Oh, yo! Yeah! yeah a very jam-packed Tuesday edition of the Taz Show coming at you right now for the next two hours. Streaming and streaming, Body Slams and beyond, getting her done, as they say in Texas.
3: Get her done! Get it done!
2: Lot to say about Monday Night Raw. Oof. Yes, a Raw that I actually liked, but we're going to get into full detail of it. Well, not full, but some, a lot of detail of it. You can call the show also if you'd like to talk about raw or other things that's a simple process a very easy number to remember that's an eight six six four seven five two nine four eight eight six six four seven five two nine or lot to talk about also have the pw insider report today with mike johnson mike will be on today a little later on so yes and uh i must say a happy halloween first and foremost all of you jobbers out there, you gremlins and goblins. <laughs> All of you, yes. I think we have a, a full screen graphic we can show the audience. This is fun time. Let's show, have a little fun before we get rolling with the show and do off the hook. So look at that. Happy
3: Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> This is a
4: Halloween. Yeah,
2: this is, this is...
4: I didn't want to go with the traditional uh, like Monster Mash or anything like that. It seemed like a big Halloween type of guy. Just for the candy.
3: <laughs>
2: you ever do
4: that? That's more of an ant move.
2: Ant, yeah, you ever do the scary Halloween? <laughs> I guess not. I guess nobody in in technical halloween.
4: difficulties
2: okay maybe you can just do a halloween sound Dennis and I can move on he's, with he's, the show he's back <laughs> it was worth the win <laughs> <And> Dennis <laughs> that can, was... you, do halloween, you do your halloween sound so I can move on <laughs> you are the best Yeah, that's why you're the biz dev guy by the way let's get back a shot of Dennis I think you got a haircut didn't you sonny
4: I did Friday, yes. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> I'm very <excited. laughs>
2: I, got hair, I got a haircut
4: three weeks ago, sir. Ant didn't, yes, right. didn't notice either. Well,
2: maybe because you washed your hair this Time that's, is it? Uh, that is. But a I secret. something in my eye and it was driving me nuts. Well, that's this show now too. Eyeball jokes. Oof. Things that you'll miss when the video's gone. Stuff in my eyeball, like I have a, like a little lint ball or some kind of. It's cobweb. just Halloween. Ah, My eyeball cobweb. (laughs) I'm I'm probably going to do that the whole show. So uh, the whole thing. Uh, Anyway, so much of that. All right. So uh, we got to do off the hooks uh, in this episode here. You people can call up and give you off the hooks. That's no problem. I think we'll get going with off the hooks, then go full throttle into Monday Night Raw. Uh, Let's do off the hooks. Let's do our fancy open for off the hooks in A321.
0: The off the hook series with Taz. A weekly three match mini supercard. Fantasy booking at its
4: best. Oh, yeah. Was that the right open? I mean, yeah. You want me to play it again to make sure?
2: I don't know. Seth is texting me saying. I don't know if that's the right open. Let's <laughs> <He> just <laughs> Goblins and Ghouls today, spooky <laughs> <Whoa>.
4: <laughs> It's not gonna stop.
2: You sure it's the right open?
4: Yeah, I can play another open for you if you wanna like compare. Okay, sure. What the hell? Uh not like we're not busy here
2: today, but go ahead. Yeah, take your time. I don't know. Uh Okay, that's the problem.
4: You don't know. See, no, that's ha- the problem. There's only one off the hook open and I just played it. So I was gonna play like I didn't know which one I should have went with. I was gonna do spitballing right. or the PW Insider Report. There's
2: a plethora of opens for the Taz show, but okay, that's fine. So that that's the open. Okay, so we did the open and just pretend that we flawlessly went into this on the podcast. So we all edit it out and it'll be flawless. All right, so uh, you know, we've done this before. Off the hook, what grinds my gears? All of you people can call in and tell us on the Taz show here, or tell me, whatever you want to do, uh, what pisses you off about people? The, the shit that people do that just burns your ass on a regular basis. Maybe you're watching TV. You're at the, the the fruit stand. Whatever you're doing with yourself. You're at the bank. You know, Maybe you're at the car wash. Whatever it is. Maybe you're home. Maybe you're, your wife is saying something to you or your kids, and you're sick of the shit. Okay? This is when you have this week to call the Taz show and tell me what your problem is. But you got to give me three. It's kind of not a mini-match supercar. This is a little different. We're trying changing the rules for this one. This is what you can do when it's your show. See, I can just change the rules anytime I want. That's how this works. <sighs> that's why I don't think that open was right. That's okay. So my uh, wait, first wait, one... Wait,
4: wait, wait. Now I'm confused. Well... So we're just giving... Just... We're just giving three Grimeye Gears?
2: Yeah. What? What did you think we're giving?
4: I thought we were giving six.
2: Well, yes, you are correct, sir. You're supposed to give six. It's a three-match mini supercard, but we're changing it. It's a a shortened version card because I have too much to do. Oh, so, well, it's a triple threat match then. One match. Good point, and that's what we discussed in the pre-show meeting. It's a one-match triple threat. That's right. Good point. Way to put it. I didn't think of the term triple threat. I don't think of wrestling much, but that's a good term. (laughs) Triple threat match, three-way Jones, and I'm going to give my three right, right off the top. Or should I just give one, then you give one? And Is Anthony playing along here? Ant's playing. I don't have a lot of time for this. I really got to get moving. I'm very busy today. Okay? So my first one is... All three. What? Do all three. Triple threat. All three, triple threat. First one. All sports announcers, in general, they piss me off. Right there. Anything all specific them. or just them in general? Yes. There is something specific, but in general, they all anger me. And this, uh, you know, it, it's something that, it irks me, and I watch, and I li- I'm a big sports fan. I'm a sports supporter. I'm a sports enthusiast. Sports supporter sounds like I hold a cup.
4: A challenger.
2: Yeah. I don't want to say I'm a sports supporter. That <laughs> means I'm a jock, a jock holder. Paul Bag Jones. That's not me. So, so I digress. The game it. All sports announcers get me sick because this is this is the reason why. They all get along too much. The friendly, the, the happy, go lucky Jones, very fake. It's very contrived. It's just why? Why do they all have to get along? And this is going to get into something for me later on, which I noticed something different. Actually, I'll just say it now. What the hell? It's a perfect time. I'm watching Monday Night Football last night. In conjunction watching Rawks at the TV room with a multiple of TVs all over the house. And um I hear uh what's his name? Sean Gimmick Schnabitz uh with uh, uh coach uh coach Chucky. What's his name now?
4: Sean McDonough?
2: Yeah, Sean, not, not not to be confused with the Buffalo Bills head coach, but Sean McDonough and uh Chucky, Coach Chucky. I like what's his that. name?
4: Sean Gruden. Sean
2: yeah. Gruden, yeah. So Gruden and him, Sean, were getting into not a spat. But a little disagreement, because there was a penalty. It was a hit where a guy leveled his head, and McDonough was saying, "Well, it's a penalty. He leveled his head." And he, and 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 you know, Gruden being the former coach, he's like, eh, I don't know these penalties. You know, when you when you put it in super slow motion, yeah, it looks everything looks like a penalty." Which well, he makes a good point. But the thing is, like that was the only time I heard a little bit of a disagreement between announcers, like in quite some time. just, just sports announcers, you never really hear that. Like, Gruden sound like he wanted to go off, which he should have. He should have said, hey, Sean, you know what? What have you coached, bro? Where have you played? What have you done? I'm going to cut your nuts off on the air right now. How about that? That is not a penalty. Well, you know what, coach? I'm a play-by-play analyst. I'm a Monday Night Football analyst, and I know my shit, and it was a penalty. That would be entertaining, right?
4: I, I would like
2: that. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying they should get into a full-blown argument where it distracts you from the game. But I would like to see a dispute because that's what people do. People dispute things all the time. You watch news, the political TV, those bitches they argue every segment. Okay, I'm not a political guy. I'm not into politics. I'm not into all that. But I'll watch that sometimes for shits and giggles because it's entertaining. I urge all of you to go watch some of that stuff. Some, just watch five minutes of it. You'll find an argument. Whenever they have guests on, there's an argument. Am I right or wrong?
4: Oh, uh, 100%
2: right. It's combative. It's it's entertaining. Sports announcers. Stop being fake. Knuckle up.
4: That was a good open. Thank you.
2: My second one is work ethic. You fit into this. This is the work ethic group. Dennis, this is something you need to really work on. Okay? You need to pay attention. I hate when people say they're going to do something and they don't do it. I hate when people don't do anything. I hate when that kind of falls into you. I hate when people just don't follow through. Uh, Hey, all right, I'll email you later. I'll text you back. I'll call you. Uh, And and they don't. That's called lazy. That's called disrespect. That's called uh, 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 a lack of security in who you are as a man or woman. I hate that. That's part of the work ethic group. You ever ever watch the dog show?
4: Like the... uh... The best in show?
2: Yes. And they have like the Terrier group, they have like the, the Shepherd group. They have the yeah, this is the work ethic group. Okay. <laughs> so this this is kind of like you, you you fall into this where Anthony does not. Anthony's a hard worker and he's high in the depth shop because of these reasons. You, sir, different story. Uh in your next job, I don't know what's gonna happen. So uh I'm just letting you know that. Your future's probably not bright. So I know um, that though. Yeah, and my third one is uh, this. Uh, I remember when I lived like in the city, I lived in, you know, and and uh, this would happen a lot, where people that park in front of your property, in front of your house, and they hang over your driveway. Is this not annoying? That's This is a good one. Oh, bro. Bro. That shit right there, first thing I do when I was a kid, I go in a house, I get a fork. F-O-R-K. And I poke the tires when no one sees it. Back tire, flat Jones, thanks for coming. Okay, right away, I'm sticking it. And my dad would urge me to do this. So this is how I grew up. Yes, don't park and hang over people's driveways. If you live in an intercity area or, or a house that's a very populated area, this happens a lot. And uh, for a good chunk of my youth, I lived in Queens. From a big, huge movie theater, okay? Okay. So there was no parking lot for this movie theater. Welcome to Brooklyn or Queens or the Bronx. You know what I mean? It's just, there's no parking lots. And uh, so people would park on, we lived on a huge block. And a lot of times they would just go to movies. Yeah, I'm going to the movies. You're going to go with my girlfriend to the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to block this guy's driveway. Okay. Here comes the fourth motherfucker. Boom. <laughs> oh, so there's my, uh, what grinds my gears. Okay.
4: That was a solid third one.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and please give me yours.
4: Okay, Uh <laughs> I'm sorry. Gotta hurry up. Let's go. My first one is Guy Fieri. Just period. I'm with you. Just him. Next, I think, I, I'm with, bro. I'm with you. I'm with you. I love diners, drive-ins, and dives. The food. I hate everything he encompasses. Can't stand him. He grinds my gears.
3: <laughs>
4: I respect. Them.
2: Hold on. You just gave me an idea. That's a good idea for next week. Grind my gears, part four. People. That'll be a three-match-winning supercar, because I can tell you, sir, I could do a battle royal, okay? (laughs) 30-person battle. I'm not kidding. And I might have some people in there that no one's even ever heard of (laughs) that work at CBS or (laughs) TNA or WWE. There might be some random names that you never heard of, folks, but they'll be on that list. Next week, put it on the docket, part four. Part, well, this is part three, which is part third. That would be part four, which is part... Ant said said
4: fart, part fart.
2: Perfect. Part, part fart. That's why Anthony is
4: a genius. What is your second? What is your second, sir? My second one is also food related. Surprise, surprise. Uh, (laughs) It's when you go to a restaurant and the waiter or waitress tries to be friendly and they do the really, like, the loud talking high pitch, like, Mm -hmm. hi, how is everything? How are you? Can I get you anything? How's the water? Uh, like, first thing you just first thing you do,
2: I'm going to teach you something. Because okay. you just said the word. You don't even know it's sitting right there for you, sir. Spill the water on them. Knock the water right on them. Do it by accident. Oh, hi. Like, wave your hand like, hi. And then, boom. You just back in the water all over. <laughs> A really elongated, hello. And then boom, boom, and then, boom, the water goes all over. They calm down. Which, they cools them off. Cool that motherfucker off. Okay, what's next? And finally, I, just, I have. <laughs> hold on. I just wanted to you, – you watch uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, right? Oh, I love Curb. I just went into – what's his name? Jay Smooth. What's the guy's name? Uh, <laughs> <Not what's> Leon. <laughs> yeah, Leon. Yeah, I just did a little bit. Cool the <laughs> motherfucker off. Cool him off. Yeah, yeah. guy. <laughs> I just kind of went to a little Leon there. All right,
4: yeah, what else you got? Uh, and lastly, I have – it's it's a two-parter. It's when you're in the car or you're behind the car, actually, and the car's making a turn and you're at like an intersection and you get the people crossing the road and there's that standoff of like – the car is waving them on, and the person's like, "No, you go! No, you go!" And there's just this—I'm not going to say the impolitically correct word—but there's a standoff there, and you just got to lay on the horn and just let them. Yes. One of you go, one of you go. It doesn't matter if you hit each other. That's right. Just somebody but move. But you said it. The horn is the key.
2: You just lean on the horn. You don't go. You go straight forge with the horn. Straight forge. Got to utilize it. There's your triple threat. Anthony, please, sir, I'm very busy. What's your three?
5: Well, my first one is just Joe Buck. I know that we were gonna do people next week, next week but Joe Buck okay. could just go in there.
2: I'm giving you a preview. He will be on my list. Okay, yeah. continue. He's the
5: runer of great moments. Um, yes, he's just a
2: period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. Uh,
5: okay. Lack of awareness on public transportation. Like one, I don't wanna be spoken to in the morning. Don't hit me with your umbrella and then not say sorry. Don't block the door when I'm trying to get on the train. I could go on for hours with that. I had a ton of public transportation ones, so I had to
2: shorten it. I know I'm letting you speak. Calm down, you're getting excited, relax. But so you're you're saying people that you deal with in your daily life in public transportation movements. Yes. Okay, so this is in the transportation
5: group. That's what we call us. Yes, the MTA shitstorm, basically.
2: Oh, wow, foul mouth Jones. Next, Ooh.
5: sorry, whoops. <laughs> and the last one is this wasn't on my list until last night, but the Broncos' offense in general could
2: just go kick rocks and go away. You said you love this guy Seaman. I take it back. I take it back. I'm very happy with Seaman. Well, I have to tell you, it's. I watched your team, and I've just. I was so tempted to just tweet you and bury you and your team. But I don't do that, as you know, except if it's the Giants. with only Dennis. Um, but I have to tell you, you guys are in a lot of trouble. You're not very good offensively. And defense is good, but offensively, you guys flat out suck, bro. i got to be honest with you.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally there. Last two years, it's so ridiculous. I could really just do like a whole E5L for nine hours on –
2: The the first part of your sentence, I have no idea what you said. You overmodulated. That's just the way it goes. Thanks for joining the show, Ann. Okay, so there you go. So people And give their off the hooks. That's fine. Okay, so I guess it's time to get into Raw. Uh, Mike Johnson's coming on at the top of the hour, I'm assuming. Uh, 9 o'clock, correct. Okay, that's 9 o'clock Eastern for you people that aren't in (laughs) Eastern. Uh, I only work in Eastern. I hear you. I just want to know what time, Mike. Uh, We might have to cancel Mike, just so you know. Uh, while we're, we're doing that's nice no no I'm kidding we won't do that I'm just joking alright so look Ross started off uh, you know uh, it was interesting I, I like the show I like the show I, uh, you know tweeted out a night of returns because that's what this was folks this was a night of returns we saw she, uh, Stephanie McMahon come back she returned we saw um, Samoa Joe return we saw Braun Strowman return we saw it was just a big night of return. And uh, one thing that you know I thought was interesting because um, I thought Kurt Angle had a, had a great night last night, and I, I also think that the Miz had a great night last night. Um, but I thought that it was interesting watching Kurt. They're doing this whole Raw SmackDown thing, and they have security around the building, and they're not allowing SmackDown in the building if SmackDown comes. It this is all in the storyline, obviously. And Kurt's in the middle of the ring and apologized to all the talent. And Kurt's wearing a blue suit. Like what? I was like, come on, brother, what are you doing? So I don't know why Kurt was wearing a blue suit. It was like a light navy blazer. Uh You're being picky, Taz. I know, but to me, that stuff's important. You know, I mean, I was just surprised he was wearing a blue suit. I, I, I mean, if you asked Kurt, he probably didn't realize it, and I bet you nobody else around did. But I
4: noticed these little things. Uh, Dennis, did you get a chance to catch any of Raw? I did watch the majority of Raw. I also, speaking of that. Michael Cole had a blue tie on, which I noticed.
2: Oh, see, I didn't notice that. Um, but I'm going to get into the announcing in a little bit here about this whole Raw vs. SmackDown for Survivor Series stuff. Which I have to say, I, I as a whole, as an overview, I actually en- I'm enjoying for the most part the way they're building this thing. I am. I like it. Like I said, I did like I did like Raw last night. I, I there were some things I didn't like, and like one of the things was at the very top. I do not think that Kurt and again, this is in character, it's not Kurt's fault, I don't think they should have wrote for Kurt, for Kurt to say something along the lines of, I don't remember who said it, if it was Kurt, or if it was Michael Cole, whoever said it, I apologize, I don't remember exactly who said it, but they were implying strongly that the doors were locked, that they they have security around the building. It might have been Michael Cole, actually. I, I don't think that should have happened. I think it should have been the other way around, where the show starts with Kurt Angle's the first voice you hear, and Kurt says... The doors are not locked. There is no security. Smackdown. Come on. We welcome you here. We welcome you here. Please come back. This time don't blindside us. This time we're we're ready for you. That type of thing. But they don't show up. That and and keep the town on the ring and then go into the apology thing where Kirk goes apologizing, Stephanie comes out. I liked all that stuff. Okay. I just don't like the overview of, okay, hey, um, we're, the doors are locked it's like it's like you're scared you're scared of, of Smackdown that shouldn't be that that doesn't get over Smackdown more it, it I, so that part to me jumped out and and I didn't like that I didn't like that that I, I, again I think it was it Michael Cole I think it was Michael Cole
4: uh, I'm not 100 but
2: I think it was yeah and and, and listen I'm not blaming him he's you know, he's instructed how to handle that. You know, he, Cole knows enough to, <clears throat> you know, ask the boss to say to Vince, how do you want me to handle this? Uh, do, you know, the you open, you know, do you, do you, what do you want to do here? Um, are we welcoming SmackDown or are we locked in? So that's not Cole's decision. But he's the voice. He said it. And, and that's the feel for what they wanted you to have, that there's a panic that they're going to show up, meaning SmackDown. Not a fan of that. Not one bit. Not one bit. Um, Okay. Regardless not to be stuck on that, I, I like Kurt apologizing to the roster. I think that fits the character they have Kurt in for the most part where he's a sensible, good person, good guy, and that's who Kurt is. So I think that works, but when you trigger Kurt, he could snap and get hot. Now, we haven't seen that part of Kurt a lot, but last night we started to. And I like the the feel that Michael Cole and the announcers put out there, and Kurt's performance, that he has a gun to his head, and he is under the gun because of what Stephanie said, and he's friggin' pissed off, and 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 he took it out on Miz a little bit, and Stephanie, I think he took it out on Alexa Bliss. I like, I like that. See that that Kurt right there, we can relate to when he gets a little ticked off, you know, and this is the son of a bitch that won a gold medal and has won 13 or 14 world championships. You know, this is a guy who's not to be fucking played around with. You know what I'm saying? And I like that. You know, I, I like that. But <clears throat> well, when Stephanie comes out and she kind of, you know, cut his nuts off and she emasculated him, cut a promo on him, you know, I, I have no problem with that. You know, she's the boss and in and, and character, and we've seen Steph's character do this, and it's great. She does a great job of it. And speaking of Stephanie, I have to tell you, I was happy to see her back, and I also thought her promo, I was like, wow. In my notes, I just wrote the word, wow, what a promo. I loved her promo, but she took us for a little ride in the promo. We didn't know if she was a baby face or a heel, and then she showed her true colors as a heel. I think she did an excellent job in this promo. Um, She really, uh, she knocked that out of the park. I loved it. I absolutely Did you see her promo, uh, Dennis?
4: I did, and ditto. <laughs>
2: there you go. See that, and see what he did right there. See that. He's learning. It only took him nine months. Right, right. By the time he gets it, he'll be off the show. So, just in time. That's, yep, just in time. Okay, so her promo was excellent. Um, her delivery was great. Um, I I also like. I, I don't. Well, I'll tell you what I don't, I didn't like about her promo. And because they did the same thing with Shane, I like that Shane did it uh, to Kurt's face. It's true. Oh, it's true. But I don't like that Steph did it too. You know, I think it's like it's like everyone's just saying Kurt's catchphrase to his face. It's a great catchphrase, and it's like I, I don't think Steph should have did it. I know why she did it. I think it's just to send that message to him in character. I just didn't I didn't like it, uh, me personally. But uh, again, that's very very nitpicking. So just whatever. Um, she, you know. The, the overview of the story of what she's saying that, you know, Steph, uh, Shane uh, always tries to upcut her or get even with her or whatever. Like she she made it about her and Shane was great. You know, it was great. Uh, she, it brings you like behind the scenes of like picturing these two when they were little kids. Just imagine like they're these two rich kids and they're spoiled rich kids who's lobbying for what, you know, like to, to get Mobby and daddy's attention even though I don't think they were really raised as rich kids like they're in the wealth that they've been the past 15, 20 years, I think when they were little kids, they probably weren't as wealthy as folks might think. You know, there was a lot of the company and uh, Vince and Linda, they were spending a lot of money trying to get this thing to work. And I don't think that they were like, they were nowhere near as wealthy as they are now, but they they, they, they definitely put the sweat equity in this, the, Mr. McMahon and, uh, and Linda. There's no doubt about that. So what I'm saying is, back then, I don't think that uh, I don't think that they were those little rich kids. But in the storyline mode, you could just picture the way Steph laid it out, like her and her brother, her and Shane, just always trying to outdo each other, like two silver spoon mouthed kids. You know, I thought I thought it was like I kind of like to get sucked into the story. So That's kind of how I felt when I was listening to her promo. Um, but I loved it. I loved the promo. I thought she did a great job. I did. Um, and I liked that they came back and she, she was getting in a limousine and. And she said, "Just ask McFoley." Like you know, like it was like she sent that message right to to Kurt. Like you're gonna be fired. You don't get this right. Um, uh, I thought it was great. And then and then Miz pulls up in the limo, and it's just bad timing for a man Liz to show up to the build Miz to show up to the building late. And then Kurt snaps. You know, I, I thought that was all good. All right, I'm gonna go to break though. Another side of break. Get some phone calls. Gonna keep talking Raw. book uh, Booker T. He was mad at the announce desk. Angry. I'm gonna get into that. The dark choke slam that no one saw. I'm gonna get into that. Joel's return, Braun Strowman's return, lot to cover. Taz show, sit tight.
4: So this is supposed to be scary music, right? I'm on, I'm on our database and <laughs> I have Halloween music in. So,
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to continue talking raw. But the support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a huge role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Did you guys know? Because your daily listeners or viewers, it's simple with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. <laughs> Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans applies simply. Understand fully, mortgage comfortably, and to get started, please go to RocketMortgage.com/taz. That's RocketMortgage.com/taz. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. MLNS, ConsumerAccess.org, number
0: 3030.
2: <laughs> Rocket Mortgage, <laughs> I told you, I'm show. Returns, <laughs> as I said, so we saw some more Joe come back. We saw Steph, I talked about Stephanie McMahon, she came back, and then uh, we also saw Braun Strowman come back. So, okay, Um, Samoa Joe, love Joe, looks great, works great, works great since he came back from being banged up and injured and all this jazz, and and looked awesome. I thought him and Apollo, uh, Cruz had a good match, Uh, he ends up choking out Cruz, he ends up choking out uh, uh, Titus. Also, um, so it's a way to bring Joe back, get him on the, the gimmick here, get him on a level, uh, better get him back on Raw, I should say. And there are reports that I guess he is going to be, uh, without being a spoiler, Jones here, it looks like, unless, unless, some, unless they said it publicly, should I spoil this? Maybe not. This uh, is it up. I mean, I it, it, I? it,
4: it feel, I think what you're about to say feels like they're headed this way anyway, so I don't know if it's a spoiler as much as a, okay. a well-educated okay. prediction.
2: Yeah, and we had a fan call yesterday and said that he was reading the dirt sheets, and and um, and uh, they were saying this, which as I corrected, it was not, it was a prediction from the dirt sheets, not like fact. I believe that's how he handled it. Uh, I don't know, right? So anyway, bottom line is the 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 scuttlebutt is that Joe will be on that Raw team for the Su- Survivor Series. Um. <sighs> I, look, here's the thing. My my feel on the way Joe came back. Like I said, he looked great. His work was great. I love that they gave him mic time, all that jazz. Works. You know, it's great. That's Joe. It's perfect. I would have liked to seen him bring him back in a more explosive way, in a bigger way. Look, he came in with a he came back with a nice push, a lot of TV time, and and the announcers did him right and all that jazz. But I just feel like I would have liked. Maybe another week or so to go by whenever to get ready for the Survivor Series and give him bigger, bigger push coming in. That's just my feel. I mean, I, Joe's my friend and I'm a fan of his work and I'm a fan of him personally and professionally. So and I feel he's a big, big star. So I, I think that he deserves a bigger push than he's even getting right there, in my view. OK, what they did with him, was it bad? No, it wasn't bad at all. It was great. It was it was I don't think it took creative a long time to come up with that idea. I mean, let's bring Joe back. Let's have him beat somebody and choke out the guy's manager, who's also a big tough wrestler in, in Titus O'Neil, which he is, a legitimate athlete, uh, and have Joe cut a promo and do something on social media with Joe and and Joe's back and he's going to kick people's asses. Uh, it's simple, it's right to the point. It's it's not horrible. I I just would have liked to see them do bigger with Joe. Um, that's all. That's my my opinion on that. Um with Joe. I I think uh, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, some might think, all right, well, you're nitpicking on that. I mean, it could be. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like when someone's injured or out or, or is on a hiatus, it, you only have, like, one shot when they come back to bring that person back in an explosive way. And they did that with Braun Strowman last night. So, Braun returned, okay? But they brought him back in an explosive way, okay? Uh, yeah, it was a little hokey, a little corny with the with the garbage truck. It was consistent with that they put him in the garbage truck from the beginning. And then he shows up in Baltimore in the back of a garbage truck. And the way they were shooting it in the limo and stuff, it was, I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like, do I like this or is this just hokey, horrible TV? Like, what am I watching? Like, <laughs> so I don't know if I liked it or I didn't like it, you know. i But it had me, it was, it was riveting in the sense that I wanted to keep watching it. So it worked. I mean it worked. I mean it was I think they tried to go campy and corny with it. And and I, I, I a little bit when when, it, when the truck and the thing opened up and the cutaways with the cameras, the quick cuts, jump cuts as we call it in the biz, TV biz. I, I thought it did look a little corny um a little bit from a production standpoint. Did you like it, Dennis?
4: Uh I loved it. But in everything that you're talking about, it was so – it reminded me of when Strowman did the whole Roman Reigns thing where he kept, like, flipped the ambulance, did all that, and just, I'm not done with you yet. Like, when he came up from under, like, the front of the car and just went, oh, (laughs) like, that was perfect. And then you got mid – like, they're all – like, the camera shot of them in the back of the limo, they look like little kids, like, oh, no, get out of here. It was perfect for all the right reasons.
2: That's what I'm saying. That was a ditto moment. That's what I'm saying. But (laughs) – but, yeah, I, I think they're going that way. I will let you know what, let's bring in a caller on the show here, a fan of the Taz Show from Strong Island. Uh, some call him mean, some call him lean. I just call him talented and lean mean. Lean mean, what's going on, brother?
3: What's up, lean, man? What's up, Taz? The lean, mean Halloween wheel of misfortune has spun, and once again, it's landed on Dennis. <laughs> My man.
2: Yeah, really? Dennis is a smuck I agree. Here we go.
3: So here we go. So check this out. As you know, the new his New his one in six new, new Jersey Giants were on a bye. His 2-6 and six ECU Pirates were on a bye. you think he was immune to a loss. But, oh, no. In a playoff game this weekend, a, play- a playoff game, his high school Monroe, Monroe Woodbury Crusaders lost 42-20 to Newburgh. No! How yeah. do you even know this?
2: Newburgh beat for oh, all. They beat your school, Dennis yeah.
3: Newburgh
2: next year. Newberg, I'm telling you right now. Next year, we're gonna get you, you motherfuckers. Next year, Newberg,
3: Newberg. <laughs> oh, Dennis, has been a uh, pit of football misery for you, sir. <laughs>
4: <sighs> the Crusaders fall to the Goldbacks. It was a rough. I'm. I'm. You, me? You're impressive. you like... mean? You are an impressive man. <laughs> stop. Stop. Wait a minute. You. Wh- what's Newberg's mascot? The Goldbacks. Oh, I have no idea sounds... what that is. Like an eagle, I think.
2: I don't know. I think that might be something that happens in a brothel. Uh, oh, we got to pay extra for that. I'm not, I don't want to say brothels bridge, but uh, <laughs> Aline Mean, enough of that. Aline Mean, uh, that's just funny you you called in because I was going to ask your opinion about what they did last night on um, on um, Raw with the produ- production-wise, those jump cuts they were doing with the limo, with the this. You're a video guy. You do great videos for the Taz Show, and you're uh, a super talented video production gimmick. <laughs> Thank that's you. kind of I don't mean that, in calling you a gimmick, but you get my drift. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, I'm with you on in terms of I thought it was a little bit hokey, but I liked what how they did shoot it and Miz and uh, the Entourage sold it well with their panic and their fear, as if the doors and the windows were locked and you know in the limo, you know.
2: So I, I, careful I like with the present. inside terms, sir. You are a friend of the show, and I love you, but you got to be careful with inside terms. Uh, you know, markology is a true thing, sir. What did I say? Uh. You said sell. You heard him, Dennis, right?
3: No, I, I didn't I didn't.
2: I don't think he okay. did.
3: I, I said they did I, it well. <laughs> uh you said they sold.
2: They sold different. I think if you go back and watch the video of this and make yourself a little video, Lee Mean, you oh. will see that you made an error. And if you are wrong, I will say, uh, I will stick my finger in my ear and go tingling a loo. <laughs> I'm just telling you that I think you were wrong. I think you said this.
3: Uh, no I don't think so, but I would couldn't <laughs> I, I like, smell.
2: I smell a thirty-second video from Lean Mean by around five p.m. Eastern. You earned, uh, <laughs> like,
3: earned it. You earned it. I would like to take the defibrillator paddles and put them to the morphology. I've got three morphology terms for you.
5: I'm wow. defibring it right now.
3: <laughs> you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. Going into business for yourself is now beach bowling. <laughs> I like the, that. Use the sentence: "Sexy star beach bold rosemary." Okay, that's
2: yes. <laughs> – uh, well, Dennis, you are the sergeant of barcology. Do uh, you approve of this?
4: I have to. I mean, first off, Lee Mean, great comparison. Secondly, he used it in a sentence. Thirdly, you chuckled. So all around, it, it hits all three criterias. Chuckle, okay. man, but okay.
3: Number two, ring rust could now be – and this is in Dennis's wheelhouse – rump roast. Oh, you, no. a, you, no, you don't sentence? even need to use it in
4: a sentence. I'm sold.
3: <laughs> despite, being, despite being away from the ring with the Calabron in eight weeks, Asuka showed no rump roast.
2: <laughs> Rikishi was a big rump roast worker. <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> okay. And uh, number three, I'm going to take out the big one, the K-word. The K-word uh-huh. could now be Bombay. John Cena was really breaking Bombay on his promo on Roman Reigns.
2: Bombay, he don't know dick. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> little uh, What's his name? Uh, who was that, Caddyshack? I, I talked well, about why this Why am I breaking on remember? his name? Rodney Dangerfield. Rod, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it, Did you do a video on that when I talked about that, Lee Mean? Did you do something, uh, Bombay?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Actually, I did. I just quickly put out the Bombay uh, spot from back to school.
2: So we're going to use... Bombay for you mocks instead of the k Fabe that's uh is that what we're going with Dennis you're the sergeant of this
4: see, as lean mean said himself the k one the word's the big one so this might be on the docket the let that let yeah. Bombay be the leader in the club the other two he nailed those Beach Ball and, and rump roast locked it in
2: see what happened uh Lee mean Dennis just shot you down you see what just happened bro
3: that's okay That's okay but you know what I'm gonna shoot right back because I think this is poll worthy. You know, now that, the video, <laughs> now, shots. now that the video is going away, how about this, Taz? I'm going to save you some money. With no video, does Lumberjack really entitled to get free Taz Show merch?
4: Oh, oh whoa, oh, whoa, oh. whoa, lean mean.
2: <laughs> this is why lean mean's a genius. Uh, yes, you're right. This will be the end. Mark this down. No more free shirts for Dennis, you Freelander bitch. No more. Get into your little wallet and your PayPal and go
4: on Pro Wrestling Tees and buy yourself a shirt, you cheap ass. You mean you're going to make me go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash TAZ and buy a spitballing shirt or an E5L shirt or one of the new FTW 13 in the lower corner of the W shirts? Yes, uh, gonna, I have to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash TAZ to find all the merchandise that you provide? And they ship
2: worldwide, Uh, but I digress. Lee Mean, what else you got going on? I'm very busy, so I don't have time to play around here. What else we got?
3: real quick. Is this along in terms of Raw? That Halloween match, I think, was even worse than uh, Strowman coming out of the dumpster. But Cole (laughs) saved saved it when, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, with my man Rhino's skirt went up, and he said, we didn't need to see that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you listen carefully to that, and I'm glad you brought that up, Lee Mean. And thank you for calling, brother. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. That Halloween match was god-awful, but... I think that was kind of the overview of it. But if you listen closely to Michael Cole, that that kind of you see a lot of the real Michael Cole in that, and that's why at one point he yells out, "Yeah, that's right, 25 years, Epic TV, Raw." Like he's being, he's an extremely sarcastic guy, like extremely. Like when you real when you get to know him, like ultra, I'm very sarcastic. This guy's more sarcastic than me. Uh, so a, a lot of what he said in there was very funny, and you know, uh, that was the uh, that was definitely the overview of it. Um, but thanks for calling me, and I appreciate it. <clears throat> I didn't know that Newberg won while it's heavy. So uh, I would have went to the game. Dennis, should have went to the game, bro. Uh,
4: the funny thing is, I uh, my, my buddy and I, we were like, do we go? And it was the, – the, Was Matt been funny.
2: Stack there? Was Matt Stack there? Matt
4: Stack was not there. It would have been funny except the fact that, like, at what point does doing something funny for the Taz show outweigh the fact that, like, you're a high school Harry and you're going to your, your high school team like 13 years – well, most
2: people think you're at, that you went to high school. Probably think you're out of work anyway. Um, that's true. So no harm done there. Good way to say, "Hey, I'm look. I'm not out of work." And look, that's Taz. I can't. I'm on his show. I can't believe Lee Mean brought that up. I would have went there with a shirt with the circle thing. It said Newberg with a circle with an X across it. That Ghostbusters thing, you know.
4: <laughs> Newberg X. new shirt coming out next year. <laughs> anyway,
2: <laughs> so um, okay on Raw. The, the other thing I wanted to say was like which I thought was, what they did again as a complete encompassing the whole show last night, uh, because I talked about it before, probably in segment four yesterday of my show, that it was the twenty it's the twenty fifth year, of Raw coming up in January and they're doing a big show and they they pumped out that information this morning I'm sorry yesterday morning Monday morning. Uh, that that they're, they're selling tickets, Barclays, they're doing it at the Manhattan Center, the whole nine yards, right? So I, I talked about this, and then they did it, and <clears throat> they discussed it at length on Raw, which was good. Now, I'll tell you which was not just good, which was great, how they tied these two in together with Stephanie's promo, because I, I, I don't think normally they would have promoted this Raw 25th anniversary this early. <clears throat> they could sell out Barclays quick, that's, that's not a problem for them. And Manhattan Center is, uh, you know, about the size of uh, my walk-in closet, my bedroom. Manhattan Center is little. I mean, so it, it's it, that's easy to sell out, too. It's it's New York City. It's the tri-state area. You know, you're doing one show in Brooklyn, one show in New York City, both live on Monday night. Dude, you're going to sell out. You're going to get people from, from New York, obviously, from all over the five boroughs, Long Island, Staten Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, uh, uh, probably people from Pennsylvania, from Philly area. You're going to get people from all over the place. Coming to the show you're going to sell out those two buildings with your eyes closed so why 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 well why did they promote this this early i i gotta be honest the more i'm thinking about it as i'm spitballing with you all i'm thinking the main goal <laughs> was to galvanize stephanie's promo with vince's creation and how kurt failed them let this happen on raw how dare you and that was that was a big chunk of why Stephanie was indignant on what happened with, with, with smackdown you know it was disrespectful towards raw and, and, and raw's history and it, we're on the cusp of the 25th anniversary you know I don't think a lot of people realize that that detail I don't, I don't think the announcers sold it that hard either meaning like when I say sell it I'm talking about Stephanie's uh the feel that Stephanie put out there in a promo I realized it right away. I'm like, wow, if I was doing color tonight on Raw, I, that would be my, I would give you all the audience a steady diet throughout this three-hour broadcast of what the story of Stephanie's telling about why she's pissed off at, at at Kurt and why what Kurt did by somehow letting his guard down and letting SmackDown and, and Shane McMahon dominate, why that was such a big problem, because, hey, look what's, what's coming up here, the 25th anniversary of Raw. And, and look, Kurt, you, you embarrassed my, my family's name, and You and you let my brother do it, and you embarrassed what my father created. You know, here we are, 25, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, uh, Maybe that's me being egotistical, but I sometimes can be, uh, actually, on a daily basis, I can get a little egotistical.
4: Uh, Dennis, I assume you did
2: not notice what I just said, correct?
4: I did not. That's why you are there, and I am here. I don't
2: think a lot of people did, sir. Some people that actually own boots, wrestling boots, they don't think they realize that. Um, I think you'd have to spend a good amount of time in announcing and uh, learning the storytelling of how vinced and detailed they get with stuff. And sometimes it goes right over pe- people's heads. Um, that's what I, I think a lot of people, watch well, why it's a dis- disadvantage for some people to compare me to other shows. I'm just so far above everybody else. You know what I mean? So on that note, I guess I should go to break. Uh, Soften that comment up a little bit somehow, folks. I was stiff. I was a real douchey comment.
3: Uh, f- yeah, did that sound true. douchey?
2: Yeah, did that sound douchey on my behalf? Don't, don't, don't. You know, don't just put me over. Did it sound a little douchey? No, we're
5: all men here. I don't think that was douchey.
2: Men, guy stuff, Uh, uh, uh. stuff. <laughs> Halloween Jones. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 to me, that's what I got from a promo. That, that was perfect. It's perfect storytelling. I, again, if the announcers sold it hard that thing throughout the, the thread of the show I didn't feel it. Maybe they did maybe it went over my head. I don't know. I didn't feel it personally I really didn't. But you know what look um, I think they'll tighten it up tonight a little bit and go into Monday and you'll hear more about it and I, I would like to hear I, I would like to hear uh, Shane say something tonight on SmackDown where it's like, you know, how he embarrassed his sister because she deserves it or whatever he would say in his words. Shane's very good at saying, doing and saying some heel things but still feeling like a babyface, you know, which he's very good at that, which is pretty cool. And Stephanie even kind of alluded to that, saying, you know, everybody thinks my brother's a great guy, you know. <laughs> but she's right because backstage everybody says and feels like Shane's a great guy, you know, because he is. And Stephanie, she's cool, but she's... She's very much all business, you know, a little bit different than Shane. And, uh, you know, I, I, so I, I, I think that was pretty funny she said that, too. I thought it was good. Uh, but I do think Shane should say something tonight and somehow, some way, get into making some kind of a comment about the 25th anniversary of Raw. Like, you know, he wouldn't do it like this. it would be too heelish. for' would be like, oh, man, I really embarrassed them. I really embarrassed Kurt. God, I know my dad can't be too happy about that. 25th anniversary, and then you get invaded by SmackDown, you know, something like that. I, 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 you know, he would not, Shane would not say it like I just did it. I, I'm just, again, spitballing. But I just think somehow there's another opportunity to promote the 25th anniversary of Raw. And by the way, I, I think they're promoting the 25th anniversary of Raw early too, Not probably not just for her promo, but also, you know, because it is an, an impressive, insane milestone if you think about it, you know. And, and you know, they're tooting their own horn WWE, and they should. That's an impressive thing. Oh, geez, I, toot my, toot, toot, I toot my own horn here all the time. We're on, this is show that you listen to, episode 483. 483 of the Taz show. That's a lot more four episodes. That's a lot. Can you find out, Dennis, how many episodes of Raw in, they have done? If you Looking can enough. GTS that, please, sir, and try to beat the audience that's going to tweet the answer to me or, you know, something. And by the way, I think we'll be on Facebook Live a little later on. 1,274. Alright, so they've been doing this for 25 years, and they have half as more shows than I do. Think about that. You're catching up. Yeah, uh, you missed the point, and you ruined everything. All right, I'm going to break. That was, you just ruined my whole bit. I mean, really. He just said, well, why? Just just shut up. All right, other side of break. Why was Booker T getting angry? Why was he getting angry? And was it good at Corey Graves at the announce desk? And what else should Booker have said, in my opinion? Also, the dark chokeslam. We got to talk about both those things after Mike Johnson comes on. Does Mike Johnson be on when we come back? Halloween edition Tash show, you hear the scary music, which is we might have the worst Halloween music in all of the shows that are out there. Halloween edition Tash Show, one hour down, one hour to go, PW and Sodom, we come back. (laughs) I'll be right back. Yep, that's a funk hollow. Well, maybe, Anthony.
4: That would be a good idea. It's got a ghostbustery feel to it. I hate Ghostbusters. Wow. Yeah, I'm very surprised by that. Yeah. Who gives a rat's ass
2: we you're surprised about? On that note, uh, let's have the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. As, uh, this is uh, Mike's time, not a, not our time. Uh, 3, 2, one, Mike Johnson, open, begin.
0: And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling.
2: The sensei of good moment, Mike Johnson. Uh, howdy, sir.
0: Spooky moment, Tez.
2: Spooky? You sound a little sickly, sir. Are you okay?
6: <clears throat> no, I am. I have had the worst Halloween morning you could ever imagine. What happened? I woke up at 5.30 in the morning with my doorbell ringing, and my neighbor says, do you have water in your basement? Because the water main broke. Oh. So right across the street from me, there is a huge water main that broke. Thankfully, the water is not coming in my house. But oh. when I reached out to, to producer extraordinaire Dennis, I said, Hey, am I on the show? Because you never know. You might be busy. And he said, yes. And I said, okay, I will take my car one block away so you can't hear all the noise. Well, I couldn't even move my car. Then I text Dennis back. I said, just call me in the house. I'll find somewhere quiet to to, to hide. Right? Mm -hmm. So right now I'm like in the, 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 the farthest most corner of the house. They call me on the phone. They turned off all the electric so they could work on the water main. So literally my phone dies right after you guys get me on the phone. So I'm like, great. So now I'm texting for, for feverishly, trying to get you mm. to call me back on my cell phone. And now I'm here. So how was your morning?
2: Uh, it sounds like you had a rough one, sir. I'm sorry to hear that, Mike. The water main thing, it, that sucks. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Oh,
6: it, it, they're, they're digging and digging and digging, and they're not done yet. They've been working since 7 a.m. this morning, and uh, it's been a while. So
2: That sucks, yeah. Um, that's why I have my own private water system. I have a tanker, and uh, it just pumps water into my house. It's private. So... Uh, that's just how it goes for my
3: show. Yeah.
2: Now, I want to apologize to you because you made a comment about the producer of the tag show, Dennis Jones, and you oh. said that I couldn't help but notice you said that you had to reach out to him to find out if you're on the show, correct? Is that what you said?
6: Well, yeah, I was just making sure. I, I assumed I was, but sometimes, you know, you, you, might, be in, you might be busy, you might, you might have a one-hour show, you might have mm. somewhere to go. You know, I don't assume I'm on every week. It's not my show. So, so let know. me get this
2: straight. So now you're implying to me that I'm inconsistent. That's what you're saying to me.
6: No, I'm implying that I'm not as important as in, in the Kaga that is the Taz machine as you are. So if you wow. need to bump me, that is life. That is what I'm saying.
2: It's actually called boink in Marcology but Dennis is laughing right now. The reason why he's laughing, Mike, the reason why Dennis is laughing, because he thinks the heat is off him, and it's not.
4: No, the I know it's. I know off. it's not. But I, I was going to say, Mike, that was a great job to stay the best you can out of the blender.
6: I, yeah. I, I tried to save you, Dennis.
2: So good luck. <laughs> well, you were busy saving yourself. But here's the thing, Mike. I have to tell you, uh, you, sir, I owe apologies to because you should not have to reach out to my show to see if you're on your weekly segment. My show should be re- – I need a two-shot. I need to see Dennis's face, Anthony. I know he's your buddy. I don't give a shit. I need to see him. Okay, so, Anthony, uh, <laughs> don't play games with me, because you'll be gone. Okay? So, Anthony, do you explain a yourself. Mark. Okay, you- thank you for telling me that. Uh anyway, the thing is you, Mike, should not have to contact the show to see if you're on. Every week, the producer, his job is to confirm your schedule coincides with the show's schedule. That's basic radio stuff right there. I mean, that's just basic. But, Dennis, before I go on with the PW and start a report, can you you have anything to say? Uh,
4: I feel like a few weeks back we established Mike is on, unless told otherwise. That's so Dennis putting heat on Mike. Got no, it. No, no, no. Okay. That, no, that was a general agreement amongst all parties involved. <laughs> no heat on Mike. Mike's gone. Um, <laughs> he he flo- I, I, he's I'm flooded. I'm going to see
6: how Diggy Deeps himself I'll, how deep he digs himself.
4: That's it's got to be a deep hole. I'm a big man. <clears throat>
6: well, maybe you can lo- plug in this uh, water main by coming and sitting in it.
4: <laughs> Are you going to feed me?
6: <laughs> that would
2: be funny. <laughs> hey, Bob,
6: we got to fix the water main. Yeah, we got this big-ass son bitch sitting in it. This fat-ass guy. You uh, see eyeballs above the concrete just blinking, looking around. He's like, like or... sitting
2: water. Water's all around. He's like, is there a bodega in the area? I want to get like uh, a sandwich.
3: <laughs> uh, and about five minutes walk away.
4: They're feeding me like ducks. They're just throwing ham in the water, and I'm just like.
3: Hum, 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 hum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's going on, Mike? Talk to me.
6: <laughs> uh, well, well, as as you know, uh, there were a lot of returns last night on Raw. I know you talked about some of them, um, <laughs> but I want to break some hot news here that no one has el- no one else has reported, including myself. In
2: fact, okay, You know, I always stop you when you say you have hot news, new news, because I got to say, you're, you're kind. You're a very kind man. You are. You're a very kind man. But sometimes, you know, you say that and it's a little bit of a, you know, huh? like a lie. I'm just saying.
6: You call me a liar? Hello.
2: Well, I nicely called you a liar. <laughs> I didn't say, Mike, you're a liar. I, okay, I implied that you can like. Pinocchio it a little bit, like your nose could grow a little, because you're saying it's hot news, but is it really hot news, bro? I mean, really. Well, I'm, I'm Come going on. To
6: send the news, and now I'm not going to give it to you. What do you think of that?
2: Oh, we're going to play that game. Ooh, I, okay. I mean, you,
6: you, I'm taking time out of my busy schedule. Your producer didn't even call me to tell me if I was going to be on. I went through all sorts of trials and tribulations and pitfalls and obstacles to be here for you. <laughs> I don't even have electricity right now, and I'm here for you. Uh-oh. And you call me Sounds... a liar. Here's news, you're treating me like
2: an asshole. Well, you, I, you see go. this is There's your hot news. I, I I could feel that you're getting a little tense and I understand you're under a lot of pressure because <laughs> the water waterman, the electric, uh it's a grind my gears type week that we have that on here off the hooks you you obviously grind your gears, I grind your gears, I can tell I'm you you're that. upset with me. Okay? Um but, but I'm a, I I'm,
6: make, a, I'm a bigger man, so I will give you the news anyway.
2: You're a gentleman. You're not a bigger man. You're a gentleman and you're a professional, okay. sir. That's what you are. Okay? Let's be honest. And you're a scholar, so why don't you give the news, and, and please, I, you know, I might I might poop on it. Okay.
6: Um, here we go. You ready? I am ready. Hede- Hideo Itami, 205 Livebound.
2: That's pretty big news. Okay, sir, mm-hmm. you right there, you deserve a handshake for me when I see you again, and a high-five. Oh. Okay, high-five. All five. Right. Uh, well, because that that I have not seen that news anywhere, so I I
6: want to I, I, wanna I specifically I specifically saved it twenty four hours for you and your listeners and your viewers.
2: I don't know, Mike, if I believe you on that, but you did give us some new news, and it's rare that you do, and I want to thank you for that, sir. I mean that yeah. it's Dennis. Please help me with this guy. I mean, am I not am I exaggerating here with him? Come on, let's be honest.
4: With the thank you or the other uh, the prior part.
2: Well, a lot of times he doesn't give us new news. He gives us recycled news, and he gives new news when they drop their podcast on PW Insider Report or on a PW Insider, you know, and that's what he does. Let's be honest. I'll be honest, Mike. You know me a long time, Mike. I love you. You gave me new news, and I appreciate that, brother. I do. My audience loves you. You know that. But let's be, I'm just I'm just calling it down the middle here, sir. Fonzie style. You know what
6: I mean? Okay. Don't be you angry. Jump you jumped you jump that shark, Fonzie. <laughs> Fonzie.
2: What else? Yeah, bike. That's pretty big news right there. So so he's going to yeah,
6: I don't I don't know. It's not like he's going to start tonight, but uh, it's in the works. And sometime in the next sometime in the next couple of weeks, next month or so. But that's the plan for, for Hideo Itami to come to 205 Live, which would also mean, you know, he would be popping up on Monday Night Raw and main event as well.
2: I think he needs this. I think it's a good move for him, for his career, and for 205 Live. I mean, you know, he's a super talent for sure. I think he definitely needs it. I like the move. I mean, I'm sure you do. Yes, no?
6: Yeah, and I mean, it was pretty obvious they weren't investing a lot of time in him on the NXT TV series. So it was, you know, he was kind of like in the position where Bailey and Charlotte and Finn Balor were a couple of years ago, where they're in NXT, they're working regularly, but they were not a big part of the TV show, and you could see they were kind of running, running in place, waiting for that call up, and he's kind of mm-hmm. been in that position. So I'm, ex- I mean, I'm, I'm excited he finally got there. He's had a hard, hard road in WWE. I know. He did yeah. not transition well. He got injured a lot, and I'm, I'm, you know, he's got to make the most of his time. He's not getting any younger, so I'm, I'm happy that they, they've got him on that upward mobility, uh, that upward path, finally.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, um, well, we'll see. I mean, it definitely, uh 205 right now needs any help it can get. Uh, I, I think that bringing a guy like him in there definitely can help it. Um, and speaking of 205 Live, another guy that would be excellent there is Leo Rush, but I don't think he's going there anytime soon. Um, hopefully he can get out of this heat that he's in. Uh, it might take him
6: some time. He was at the um, Performance Center yesterday, um, and I was told he was training like it was a normal day, you know, in the class that he was assigned to. I am sure he was spoken to by management, but he was—he, you know—it wasn't like he was sent home and exiled from the building. He was there yesterday all day working out.
2: Well, I do know for a fact he was—he was spoken to on Sunday night uh, right. by at least one person of management. I know that for a fact. I can't name names. I'm—I'm I'm that's not, not my shtick. I don't have fo- sources. That's not my thing. I'm not a reporter like yourself. I am, uh, you know, I am what I am. I'm Popeye, but I I do know for a fact he did speak, uh, that someone did speak to him. I should say, so I think that they from what I said yesterday, from what I'm hearing, it it's exactly what's going to happen. You know, it's a, it's not just a slap on the wrist; it's a strong slap on the wrist. He's going to have to uh, he's going to have to pay penance a little bit. He's he's got a little heat on him. Nothing nothing horrible. I don't think they're going to release the kid for this, and and. You know, look, I say it a lot of my show and stuff like this happens. I said it yesterday, too, bro. You know how it is. You're a news guy uh, in three or four days. Something else happens or good news or bad news. And you forgot about what happened to Leo rush.
4: You know? Yep. Yeah.
6: That's it. And You know, I know you touched upon it a lot yesterday. At the end of the day, he's a 22 year old kid that's been thrust into the responsibility of working for a publicly traded company. There's got to be a learning curve there. Right. There's got to be. I know.
2: You know what? I'm surprised, but Mike, and you're right, and I was basically saying that yesterday, and I agree with you, but you know what surprised me, dude? Like, I, I know for a fact they have to. I mean, I shouldn't say for a fact because I'm not there anymore, but I'm strongly in an assumption that they are talking with any new talents that they sign to deals, Mark Carano's office and stuff, about social media, right? I'm, I'm sure you've yeah. heard this, too.
6: They have, they have classes at the Performance Center. They bring in people to advise them on, on things they should do on social media, uh, traps that they could be you know, tricked into by allegedly hot women trying to DM them. Like they have you know, the same people that go and counsel like major sporting teams and sports franchises. WWE does bring those same type of experts down to talk to them to you know, prepare. And they just did it for the main roster like in a lot, you know, right after a lot of the uh, – remember the photos were leaking out of different talents? Yeah. Yep. Earlier this year, they had experts coming in. They were at the performance center. They were at Raw and SmackDown tapings, sort of giving them like a symposium on ways to protect themselves online and ways to protect their and the ways that they should project themselves and ways that they should not, uh, you know, things that they should not put out in the public eye. So they do they do on a regular basis counsel talents on that. I don't whether Leo Rush was counseled or they've had someone down there since Leo's come into the company. I can't tell you 100, percent but they they do have that sort of that sort of criteria that they, ha- that's one of the things that they handle. There, you know, cause a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't understand that it's not just a building to go and take bumps and, and, and you know, and cut promos and watch the videos back. They bring in all sorts of experts, everything from makeup experts to show the, the women how they can make themselves up when they're on the road for TV, for, for the live events to uh, the proper way that they should hand, be handled. And they should handle themselves in front of the media like they do a lot of things to sort of prep the talents so that when they do go up to the main roster, they are prepared yep. and they are ready to not just yes. go out and wrestle, but go out and be on television on morning talk shows and things like that. So yep. I, no, I think and he's that's has got a learning curve.
2: That's it, it's very very smart. I mean, as far as the way the performance centers run, run everybody knows that. And and the thing is, like that, they, they have they have almost unlimited resources to be able to do stuff like that. To help the talent and learn because during my generation, you, it, was just, it was just you learned on your own. And and the thing was you, you had to figure it out. Nobody held your hand. And that's, that's – that's it's better the way it is now, but there's still – I think that um, you got to let uh, – I don't know. I'm a little old school. I think sometimes you got to learn on your own and you don't need your hand held. Look, the, a lot of what they do there, I don't know if you and I have ever, ever discussed it or maybe you discussed it with someone else. What they do at the performance center or the, the initial start of there, what, what Triple H did, I got to be honest, I, I know I was trying to do something very similar to a lower level before they did it, <laughs> what, what what my finishing school. Um, yeah,
6: that's where Will Ferrara and uh, Bull, Bull James went through that. I remember that very well.
2: Well, the thing with the whole theory behind that, I had a strength coach there. It was done in a performance center. It was done in a place that had... Athletic fields like indoor field turf uh, facility, a weight room, locker rooms. I had a, I put a ring in there. I had everything in there. I I didn't have nowhere near the resources WWE has, and the main thing I didn't have a full staff. It was me, and uh, I had someone like uh, literally a biz dev guy, and I had a strength coach uh, and a flexibility guy, and it was my patience that I, I just couldn't. I could train guys. I've trained a lot of guys, but it, it got to the point with, with guys that had bad habits already. It was difficult for me, meaning, OK, this is a totally different topic, but it's a lot easier to train someone who's never been trained. So when you have the finishing school like I had or what Triple H and WWE has at the Performance Center, you're getting most of the times talent that are already, like Leo Rush, is is a, is a trained pro wrestler. So they might have some habits that you're trying to break. It's a lot harder to break someone's habits than if you have a lump of clay that's a brand new guy, you know what I mean, or girl. So with the finishing school, that's how it was different for me than the House of Hardcore when I had the House of Hardcore school with ECW that Paul owned was because the House of Hardcore, it was guys that that were brand spanking new. So there was no bad habits. So that's something that fans don't realize. But, but, but anyway, I'm getting the point I'm trying to make about the finishing school. I know for a fact, because two people in WWE told me when they went, I don't know if I've ever said this publicly, but I know Triple H was inquiring to some people at WWE about what I was doing. And I know for a fact he looked at the website that that I had. <laughs> um, I don't want to sit here and say that he got the idea from me. I'm sure this is something he wanted to do. He's a very smart, progressive thinker. But I do think a lot of stuff I was doing with individual promo spots and this and that, you know, with, with the finishing school I think he might have, uh, you know, it won't be the first time that they maybe were inspired by someone else and and took the idea. Let's put it that way.
6: No, probably not. They're inspired by many people. As as, as it's often said, you steal from one person, it's cheating. You steal from many, it's research.
2: I never heard that expression, but consider that mine now. I like that. Okay. Uh, What else do you have, Mike? Talk to me.
6: Uh, Well, we had a lot of news about Survivor Series up on the site in the last couple of days. Uh, they mentioned Kurt Angle is going to come back and lead the Raw team last night. Uh, Shane McMahon is going to lead the SmackDown team. So we are going to get to see Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon in the ring against each other for the first time since the uh, 2001 King of the Ring. All those iconic moments where Shane was going through the glass uh, at the uh, the old metal ends. So I think that's pretty cool. We have the complete lineup. I don't want to spoil it for everybody who doesn't want to know. We have the complete lineup of what who's on each team on PW Insider. Um, also, late yesterday, we broke another exit from Impact Wrestling, Rockstar Spud, gone from the company.
2: Yeah, now Spud was there for quite some time, and I, I know he was uh, he got along pretty good with management. Whatever management was there, he got along pretty good. He was a good guy, student of the game, hard worker, very passionate about the business. Uh, what happened? It just uh, came to his contract, ended or what happened?
6: I, I was told he... I, oh, I shouldn't say I was told. It was inferred to me that he asked for a release, and he got it about two weeks ago. Okay. So oh. it makes you wonder yeah. if he's got something else in the pipeline, but I can't confirm anything at this point.
2: I'm, I'm, surpri- I'm a little surprised, only because um, the current management that's running the ship there, the, the creative behind it, were guys I think that kind of helped bring him in, right? Wouldn't you like Gabork and these guys? Wouldn't you think?
6: Well, yeah, it was, well, Borash was the one that discovered him on their, right. their, their the reality series. Yeah. in the UK, right. But I'm saying, no, I mean, Gaborik,
2: John, Gabor,
6: continue, continue. Yeah, Gaborik did use him a lot. I really think it, I think a lot of it has – because if you notice, there's been a steady stream of people asking and receiving releases from Impact. I just think they're looking at it as, okay, you're not here. More money we can save. I, I really think – because from what I'm hearing, when they go to Canada next week, the cost-cutting compared to the, their production budget in Florida is much smaller. Like, they're they're bringing in less production people. They're bringing in less staff. They're bringing in less wrestlers. A lot of The referees and the ring announcers are not coming from the United States. They're going to be using a lot of locals. So it really is they're streamlining as much as they can. They're being as thrifty as they can. Um, and So I, I think if someone like Spud says, hey, I'd like to leave, I'd like to get a release, they're going to just, okay, you can go. Here, here's your walking papers because it's less money on their ledger.
2: I, I, I Yes, I agree with you. Um, I know even when Dixie Carter owned the company and ran it, that was the feel there for quite some time. Like people that if you, you know, I, I strongly, I hate that. I don't want to say anything bad, but like, I'm just going to be honest. You know, that's what I do here on my show. Right. But I, I got to say this. Like I, w- the way it's always felt there was, um, it was always what you just said. Like, you know what? Hey, uh, this guy wants to leave. He he's, he's a, uh, he's a big name. Well, you know what? We're going to save a lot of money. That was always the first kind of mindset. We'll save money. Well, that, that, you know, as opposed to when you're doing it, you know, when the money's really invested, when you you don't care about the money, not that you don't care, but it's like, oh, geez, we're losing a really good talent. Oh, God, this guy, we've got a lot of money invested in this guy for a long time. Oh, wow, this is, this sucks. But we all lose, we are going to save money. I mean, if you do that, the third or fourth thing that comes out of your mouth, cool. But if you're looking at it optimistically, if someone wants to leave. You can't look at it like from Jump Street, and I've witnessed this when Dixie was on, owned the company. I witnessed it from other people there, managing people saying sentences like this. I heard it in my own ears in front of my face. Oh, yeah, that then, that guy makes a lot of money. You know, that's good. That type of thing. It, you know,
6: and you know if you compare it to like WWE and Neville, obviously Neville wants out, but they're not just throwing the release at him. They're going to make him wait, and they're going to they're going to wait until it benefits them to release him. Because they're not just going to let him walk away and then be on somebody else's television. Well, and when, yes, and I've know, dis-
2: and- I've discussed that, and the key is they want to cool him off, and and that's the yeah. thing. It's look, they they don't want. Look, I've talked about this at nauseum. When about not just Neville about talent. When you don't want to be in any company, it's just like a relationship. If you tell your wife or your fiance or so, you know whatever, hey, I don't want to be with you no more. Yeah, they're upset. They want you to stay. They want to try to work it out. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to be with somebody, they don't want you and it's the same thing in the wrestling business. And that's, and and especially with WWE, because they're very pride filled and no one is bigger than those three letters, WWE. That's how they've built that company, which is smart.
6: Yeah. So, so uh, I'm curious to see what happens next week in Canada. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I haven't watched TNA in quite some time. I mean, since Hardy's out of there, the Hardy's a broken hardy gimmick. I, I, you know I, I lost a little interest in it a little bit, so I don't really, I, you know, I don't watch it much. Um, so I, I can't really critique what they're doing or not doing because it'd be unfair. But uh, but yeah, uh, you know it sucks here they're cutting cost on money, but that's where it goes. Uh, Mike, it you do the plugs here. I gotta go to. I gotta go to break in a second, brother.
3: All right. If I
6: ever get electricity back, I'll be working on PWInsider.com all day. I invite everyone to check us out. We've got some other exclusive news that we've broken in the last twenty four hours. You can check out there. If you want to check out the site ad-free, you don't want to deal with any ads, hey, I don't blame you. Who the hell wants to deal with the advertising? Go to PWInsiderElite.com. You can sign up there for three days free. Check out all the audio, everything we have to offer. And if you don't like it, use cancel and tell me to go take a flying leap for all they care. Um, and, of course, follow me on Twitter at MikePWInsider. Taz, I want to wish you a happy Halloween, a good moment, and uh, I thank you, as always, for having me on.
2: Oh, Mike Johnson, good luck with the water main gimmick, my friend. Happy Halloween to you and your family, and hope you have a good one, brother. Thanks for thanks for jumping on. Thank
6: you. Please send Dennis to, to, to fill this thing. All right.
2: Dennis is going to get fired shortly. Thank you, Mike. Talk to you soon, buddy. Bye. All right. So, <coughs> excuse me. There you go, Mike Johnson. We're going to go to break here. Other side of break. Uh, we're going to get into talking about that choke slam that nobody saw from Kane on Daniel Bryan. We'll get into that a little bit here. And I've been wanting to talk to you guys about Booker T and at announcing and uh, uh, what happened yesterday when he was angry at Corey Graves a couple of times. In in, in character, I should say. But I want to discuss this. I'll decide to break Taz's show. And we'll be on Facebook Live too when we get back. Sit tight. All right, on this Halloween edition of The Tad a monster move just happened. No pun intended with Halloween, but whew, a trade that just went down. I'll get into that in a second in the NFL, and the Philadelphia Eagles are flying higher. I'll get into that in a second. Hey, support for The Tad Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans. They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. They get it. They understand that. That's why they make this you are creating the simple, easy process for Rocket Mortgage, which gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And as I said, it's simple. I always tell you guys how easy this is, and you guys need to jump on this. Um, whether you're looking to buy your first home or, or your tenth, it doesn't matter. Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent, simple online process that gives you the confidence you, na- you, you need to make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. So look, check this out, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, here's their deal. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. So to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAS, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030, Rocket Mortgage. So I was saying, enough with the Halloween music, dude. I mean, please, it's starting to get on my nerves. I mean, really. Enough. I know it's Halloween, but it's, it's like, you're really getting on my nerves with this. I have to be honest with you. Before I talk a little bit more about Raw and about the whole stuff with the announce table, with the announce discussion with Booker T and, and Corey Graves, I want to get into that. And the chokeslam no one saw, I want to get into that. Big, big news right here in the NFL. The Dolphins traded running back, Adam Schnefner, who's saying this from over there, the big NFL insider, Jones. He's like the Mike Johnson of the NFL. <clears throat> he, the, the, the uh, Adam uh, Schnef, 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 Schnefner. Dolphins traded running back Jay Ajayu to the Eagles for a fourth round pick. Wow, man! And I, I, I like I said, man, on Twitter, the rich get richer. That is huge news. Huge news. Uh, they're seven and one right now. The Eagles. They're seven and one. I mean, I'm just going to get into a little spitball with sports in a little bit here, but. Um, forget about it. the Cowboys, are right behind them. I think at like four and three. The Giants are dead last, one and six. The Redskins are three and four. They're, gonna, they're people. People are tweeting. That's it. Uh, Eagles going to the Super Bowl. Uh, that might be true. That definitely might be true. Lord knows the Falcons ain't going back. Wow, man! Oh man, the shepherds. Um, I'm gonna get to the phone calls here in a second. Dennis, you're an NFC guy. What do you think of this?
4: Uh, the rich get yeah. richer was well put. The it would be it would be more painful if the Giants were good this year. The Giants are so far out that it's just I can't root for the Eagles, obviously, because they're a division foe, but that is that's a good acquisition on their behalf.
2: Well, did Eli Manning uh, retire yet?
4: That's coming. Yeah, you got a week or two left. Well, you need draft picks.
2: You know, you need draft picks. All right, so uh, I'm gonna continue a little bit on this raw stuff. I don't know we're on Facebook, we are on Facebook Live, I believe we are. Right, Facebook.com/slash/attached. Oh, I think we're on there. That's great. Good, hello everybody over there. Happy Halloween. Uh, so anyway, I talked a lot about raw uh, the first couple of segments of the show. I, the only thing I didn't get into was this whole thing about well, Booker T. We heard Booker T. Bickering a little bit and giving an evil eye to Corey Graves about you know saying they kept doing it on cameras and Booker is saying, "Look, Daniel Bryan doesn't belong here. Daniel, Daniel Bryan deserves." that he got chokeslammed, even though we didn't see the choke slam, right? So Daniel Bryan deserves this and all that stuff. Booker T is saying the right stuff, okay? Except one thing that I think Booker should say to Corey Graves, hey, dude, are you like a double agent? <laughs> you know, not that they shoot an angle with Corey and Booker, but it would make it interesting because we're going to hear Corey because he's on every one of the shows. We're going to hear him tonight on SmackDown. So how could Corey be raw, 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 chokeslam Daniel Bryan? Raw, raw, raw. He can't. He can't because you 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 took the brand split and pooped on it, WWE, because you have a guy doing both shows. Or you have Michael Cole while homeboy Tom Phillips is on assignment, sit in for him. So that kind of takes your whole combativeness between blue versus red and kind of makes it seem like a big work, even though we know it's a work, but you gotta work all the way. You gotta work us through so we can enjoy it. So I think Booker's saying the right thing. But someone needs to say to Corey Graves, "You're a double agent," <laughs> like, or or ask him that question, because he's on both shows. Do
4: You see my point, here, Dennis? Yeah, you. I mean, maybe "double agent" isn't the right word because it implies like he's he's on one side or the other. But like, just somebody's got to flat out ask him, like, "Whose side are you on here?"
2: Oh my God, that was that should have been a ditto. Mo- hey, aunt, you heard that right? That should have been a ditto moment, I think. I ditto that ditto moment. A double aunt, ditto. Did it seem like. Aunt, aunt, did it seem like he just tried to be to go against what I said just for the
4: sake of going against it
5: I think he was trying to go against it but he said what you just said just in different
4: no. words no I remember. I just I don't ag- I agree with the thought I just don't think double agent is the right word why if he's on both shows he's a double agent yeah but that implies that he like sides with one side more than the other mm, I Alright, I'll give you that one. That but the rest tough. of it did
2: That was that was tough for me to give you that
4: one. I could tell that you francesed your way through that. <laughs> <laughs> leave me, no more, leave right me. What do you want to <laughs> talk about? <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing video editing today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway, I, I I think it's odd with the announcing thing. I like what Booker said. I like that feel of it, but it's got to be something. What what you know? It's it's tough for uh, it's tough for those guys because Vince or somebody, Stephanie, somebody's in the area still. And sometimes you'll hear like Corey Graves and Michael Cole kind of call Booker out on that he's not consistent on who he's, and they're doing it like in jocularity, like in a funny way. But dude, that's because they're being Booker's being fed different stuff. It's not his fault. I mean, like he's <laughs> I've been in that role where where one minute you're they got you burying a heel, next minute they got you putting over the heels. I mean, like it's so it's a little bit it's a little bit inconsistent. So if anybody thinks that that Corey and Cole are legitimately taking shots at Booker, they're not. They're not. It, it, and it's not Booker just coming up with that stuff out of nowhere. I tell you that. But as far as him being angry, um, about Daniel Bryan being there, Booker T, I thought he did a good job. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I did. I, I I think it works for sure. Now, as far as that choke stand we didn't see, uh, the thing is with that, look, obviously Daniel Bryan, he's not medically cleared, right? I think that's the whole spiel, right? Isn't that it? Correct. He's not cleared. So you're not going to see it. I like it. Oh, I like. I mean, usually if someone's injured or we they, they can't bump a guy, you know, you'll oh, we got to go backstage. Something happened. And you'll see, you know, Daniel Bryan laid out, but you don't see what happened to him. That's the protective the legal ease of it or protect the wrestler if he's injured or something like that, you know, like so you don't see exactly what happened. You gotta understand, guys, you know, uh, most of you know he didn't get choke slam. And some people on Twitter were like ripping it, like, oh, it's bullshit, you know, you didn't see it. Guys, it's a show. This is entertainment. Okay, this is entertainment. Okay. You don't know, <laughs> you know it, it, don't don't get all like, you know, you, you, you stop marking out. It's like embarrassing. Stop. It's a show. The guy is not medically cleared. They're not going to have a six-foot-nine guy grab him by his throat, choke slam him, and bump him through a table when he's not medically cleared. But they creatively did the right thing because he's in the room. It's dark. You know, the lights go out. Kurt said, "I'm keeping you in this room so you don't get beat up." Whatever he said, and then that happens. I I I, it, I thought it was good. I had no problem with the creative behind it. I thought it was cool. I liked it. Um, I did. Uh, only thing I didn't like was that because Kane was been he's talking a lot of shit about about Braun and and his whole thing of, by being on this rage-filled thing, Kane. It's about Braun, and when Braun showed up and 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 ran through, you know, the misdirection and all this stuff, which I thought was cool. I have no problem with anybody. I thought it was all good stuff. I, I, except it was a little, like I said, if you missed the beginning of the show, if you're on Facebook Live, I thought it was a little hokey with the garbage truck and the the way they were shooting the video of the the guys in the back of the limo looked a little corny and campy. But I think that's what they're going for with this. Uh, Every time you see Bron, you know, uh, the thing is I would have liked to somehow have seen Kane when Bron showed up. Something. Either Kane watching from afar or something. Like something with Kane I I thought would have been. Maybe Kane flips out in the locker room. He sees that Bron is back and he just starts – beating people up, or he's running through the lot, you know, maybe, and they're doing back and forth shots, Braun destroying the, the Miztourage in the arena, this is true spitball Dennis, and backstage, you see Kane sees that Braun's back, and he's friggin' pissed, and he just starts beating the shit out of people. That might have been cool, back and forth, you know what I mean?
4: I like that. Mm,
2: yes. So, anyway. Uh, I got to do a little bit of spitballing with sports. I know that. I got people on the phone that have been on hold. I feel bad. I've been very busy here. Uh, Dale in Connecticut, you're on a Taz show. What do you say there, Haas? What's going on, Taz? Good moment. Good moment, Dale.
6: Yeah, I just wanted to call. I, uh, I think the Miz has been really killing it as of late. Yes. Um, the guy is a uh, Markology boinking machine. I mean, every week almost, he takes some serious boinks, whether it gets thrown down the aisle or anything like that.
2: And he yeah, let me stop. Yeah, strides. let me stop you. Listen. Yeah, listen. I, I'm. Let me stop you. You are correct, first of all. And if you go back and watch some of the old school great heels like Ric Flair, that's what Rick did as a heel. That's what great heels <laughs> is a lost art. Biz is the heel that is we used to call it a P word heel without saying P word and I don't mean podcast. It's something like like a okay. cat. <laughs> okay. That's what we used to call. I don't I, don't, I know we do have some females, on this, so I don't want to be that that much E five L. But, bwah, but that, that's what we used to call it. But continue with your thoughts, sir.
6: I just think that the guy um is I think he's getting some the spotlight that he deserves. But I think if they even took it a little farther, it wouldn't be a bad thing because I, I think he's proven that he can handle really being in the middle of the, the center stage, so to speak.
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, a couple things. Um you are correct. He can handle the center stage. He's a veteran. He's been around, and it's a guy that no one thought. I remember when he came up. He came out out of the reality TV, and no one thought this guy was going to make it, including me. I got to be honest. I mean, he, you know, yeah. he paid his dues. He paid his dues in that locker room. Trust me. A lot of guys didn't respect him, and and he paid his dues and proved his worth. And uh, I personally have a lot of respect for him. Uh, I think you know, and the WWE has done what I mean. I believe he was a, a WWE champion. Uh, I believe so. That's a big deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, but. But I do think that – um I think what he's doing – and 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 thank you for calling, Dale. I appreciate it. I think what Miz is doing is getting a chance to run with the ball and he's scoring a touchdown with it. And the reason why he's getting a chance to run with the ball is because there's a couple people that aren't around. So like Roman Reigns is not around right now. So Brock's not on the show a lot. So – you know, Roman Reigns is not around, so they cooled off Ambrose and Seth Rollins a little bit with this whole Shield thing because Roman Reigns isn't there. You know, one one part of the three part gimmick is not there. So every time we see Roman not there or somebody not there, and and like it's like Miz has always been like that secondary guy. But whenever he gets the chance, he tries to become a first stringer as opposed to being second string. Uh and I respect the way he's gone about it. And 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 he's I if they could put the rocket on him, I got no problem with it personally. I just th- you know you could trust him on a microphone because he's legit. Um, he knows that to get heat, he gets people over. He's a pro. He's a bumping machine. He works his ass off. Uh, you know he looks great, and you know a lot of people thought well when 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 Maurice was with him, his wife, you know that was helping him get his heat and all that. You know it helped him a lot, and they were great together. They really were. But he's proven without his 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 wife there you know, by his side, uh, meaning like getting the heat and she's this sexy, pretty girl. And that's his wife and he's a heel. It's a perfect gimmick. And they're they're so like, they love each other so much and they're kissing and this and that. It's very like, ah, dude, you're annoying. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's so it, 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 that, that gets him heat. It's good stuff. So without her there, he's still flourishing even more. And he's helping two guys that are almost non-existent in the Miztourage members, you know what I mean? Like it's it, so it, it, he's helping those guys get over. It, it's 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 excellent stuff, Dale. It's excellent stuff, and and I I agree with you. If they started to push him harder, I'd have no problem with it either, just like you. Let's go to Ottawa, uh, Ryan. You're on the task show. What do you say there, Haas?
0: How goes the battle,
2: sir? Uh, it's tough with the team I have. You can see the issues I have here, sir. But uh, how can I help you?
0: Uh, well, I just wanted to talk real quick about something that kind of got maybe teased a little bit on Raw um, when we saw, you know, Alexa Bliss against Mickey James and Miz against uh, Matt Hardy. Um, the possibility of actually doing a title change before the pay-per-view.
2: Well, which title would you change?
0: Uh, I'm thinking the one on Alexa Bliss. I, I think mm. that a, a good, solid. Strong match for the pay-per-view is natalia versus
2: mickey james uh i disagree i i don't think you want to go what and this is no disrespect because i know both natalia and mickey personally and respect them both i know mickey better than natalia and she's, she's awesome um i think that you're taking two women that they're kind of in the twilight of their careers let's be honest natalia's been around a while and Mickey, unfortunately, they've been promoting that she's been around a while. You know what I mean? I think Alexa is that young gun female heel. She's that five foot of fury, whatever they call her. And she's got legitimate heat. When she walks out, brother, she's got heat. And Natalia does not have the heat that Alexa has. And Natalia on SmackDown, she doesn't. It's just not the same. You think it is?
0: No, no. But uh, I'm just, but
2: I mean, Hold on. Now, hold on. Now, hold on, bro. Listen. So what you're saying to me, you're implying, you're saying, you're suggesting, you take someone like Mickey, who's a babyface, to go against someone at the pay-per-view that doesn't have as much heat as the current heel, meaning Natalia doesn't have as much heat. We both agree that, that Alexa Bliss has more heat than Natalia. So now but, you want to have a heel with less heat than the heel you just beat. Right? Oh, Is that I, what you're saying?
0: Well, wh- what I'm kind of thinking along the lines of is, is if, if you put the title on Mickey, and, and as you said, I agree that, that Natalia doesn't have the heat that, that Alexa does, right. but you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. With Mickey going in against Natalia, it helps build the heat on Natalia. And then really, I mean, the way they switch titles as of late. You can oh. easily put the title back on Alexa afterwards, and you're killing two birds with one well, stone. Well,
2: I don't listen. I, here's the thing, Ryan. I don't. Um, I think by you wanting to put the title on Mickie James, you're implying that she is the babyface that has just about the much, as much shine popularity as any female on Raw. That that's kind of what you'd want to do if she's going to be the champion. And Mickey doesn't. She's she's People like her, and they respect her, and she's awesome. She looks great, and she works great. But I don't think she's the most over baby face there on Raw. So now you're going to do that and put her uh, against a heel who doesn't have as much heat as the other heel. It kind of, you know, where, what they, what are they doing now? They're going to do champion versus champion, right? Is that what they're doing with this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. That part I don't like. I don't like heel versus heel, but, you know, because it's tough. Like, who, who am I feeling bad for during the match? You know, I'm old school with that, you know? Right. Um, but but I, is it that you just don't like Alexa Bliss or you just think that you, you, you just think it's better to have the title on on Mickey
0: I like alexa I, I think that you know she's, she's come a long way from the the pom pom girl in nXt um, right. but I don't know what it is it's just I think they've been building the storyline between her and Mickey, and we've been hearing a lot of you know the commentators talking about how you know mickey. And getting another championship and getting, you know, that sort of almost feels like they're walking her into that swan song um, that, you know, now almost seems like a good time to do it. And I mean, I I know that they wouldn't make the change on The Miz. I mean, we saw that last night and after that, (laughs) we'll we'll call it the, the, the very animated promo on Twitter against Baron Corbin the other
2: day. I saw it. Yeah, by the way, I want to talk about that real quick. People are making a big deal out of that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, he's working. Okay, don't think he's shooting. And Ryan, thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Miz is not shooting on the promo because he's cursing and because he's yelling because he's saying stuff. Don't talk about my wife, all that. Look, he's not shooting. He's not. So stop. (laughs) I, I think it's great. He's working people, which he should do. I'm not knocking Miz. I'm knocking folks that think that he's shooting. He's not shooting. He's not so he's not it's that's not happening that, that's not what he's doing trust me um so look i i think you know i understand what this gentleman was saying i do i understand what he's saying the thing is you had alexa do a flying floor a, a forum or a punch a knockout straight without a finish on mickey james yesterday and pinned a flat out like I, I don't think they're building Mickey, I I don't I don't know if it's a swan song. I don't think I think Mickey's a hard worker. I don't think they're just gonna let her go. I mean you never know. And they do some crazy stuff. They let Emma go, which is a girl. I think that could have done good stuff here on, you know, on the Raw thing, a uh, Raw brand. You know what I mean? So who knows? You never know what they're thinking. I mean uh, that's the thing. I, I you know we're running out of time. I can do spitball with sports here. Uh, hey, uh, let's go to Los Angeles. Kevin, you're on a test show. What's up, buddy?
3: Good moment, test morning, lumberjack. How are y'all doing today?
2: Good man. What's going on?
3: Well, I'm good to go, brother. I just wanted to say, last night on Raw, I was very much impressed with the matches between Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, really worked their asses off, gave a great performance. And also, Miz and Matt Hardy really had me on the edge of my seat. I really thought with how Matt Hardy was going, it looked like for a moment that he really was going to come over at the Intercontinental title. And also, if I may, can I go direct with the Sergeant of Marcology and Dennis, please? Yes, sir. Hey, Dennis, if you don't mind, I got. I've been – on assignment, if you will, working on a huge-ass list for Markology. And if I could, can I DM it to you on Twitter so you can review it? And if you want to use whatever terms I got on there, I got 35 deep on there. You're more than welcome to use it for this show.
4: Absolutely, Kevin. Send it through.
3: I think it's pretty damn good. I think even Taz and would be pretty impressed if you were to let him take a gander at it once I DM it to you
4: in a couple.
2: Well, I'm months. looking forward to hearing it. Putting it on the docket, Kevin. It's a big thing, and thank you for calling, my man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's on the docket. Dennis will handle it, which means we'll probably never hear of this list because uh, it will just not even happen. No, I listened.
4: I listened to your uh, your off the hooks work ethic was the second one in the match. I feel like spitballing with sports in a three, two, one.
3: There we Nobody go. He provides wrestling insight quite like Tavs. But he's more than just
0: a wrestling expert. He's breaking down the big game, the X's and O's, giving you the hardball analysis you won't find anywhere else. He's knocking it out of the park. Jeez, did you use enough cliches there? The Test Show presents Spitballing with Sports. <laughs> just
2: stick to wrestling righty D. Yeah. We got three minutes left and we're gonna do a Spitball and Sports. We're gonna run a few minutes late though with this show. The show will go with the fifth quarter city. Be right. Are we okay with the music? We don't need the music. I want people to hear my voice fully. I don't wanna hear any music behind me. Thank you. The sound of silence on this Halloween edition. So spitballing with sports, here's uh what's happening. Okay, so we talked about this breaking news that happened about the Eagles getting Jay Ajayu, and they got a fourth round pick. Fourth round pick, which some would think, ah, who cares about a fourth-round pick? now nah, fourth-round picks, that's pretty good. <laughs> College football is chock-full of talented kids. And a fourth-round, fifth-round picks are, are good picks. So sixth-round, it's not as bad as people think. It's a good way to fill your roster with talented players that are young, that are the future of of teams. So people that think, ah, they got nothing, they, 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 the Dolphins got nothing. They got they got a fourth-round pick from the Eagles? Who cares? Nah. The Dolphins, I'm sorry, the Eagles are on a run for the Super Bowl this year, ladies and gentlemen. And now they got a running back that's legit. So uh, they got a quarterback that's legit. They got a tight end who's on my fantasy team who's phenomenal. The Eagles are definitely not a JV team, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a team that performed like a JV team, but they scored some points. Was Anthony's Broncos? They lost to the Chiefs last night, 29 19. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Alex Smith, 14-31, 202 yards, one touchdown. The excellent tight end named Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Seven receptions, 133 yards, one touchdown. Third straight 100-yard game versus Denver. Harris Butker went 5-for-5 in the field goal realm for the Chiefs. Uh, Anthony, please say something positive about your Bronco team. We have the best defense in the league. That's about it. I hear talking behind you.
5: Well, who's dis- disrespecting my show right now? Uh, it was uh, Mr. Pimento. Oh, geez, all right, I'll talk he to came you. Later. In, he uh, came in to give me a hug. He was like, I'm, so- I'm sorry about the podcast.
2: Today the medium's gone away, you fucking, I love you, now like that, that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, okay, great. So, uh, also, 49ers, how about this? This is interesting to me. The 49ers trade for Patriots backup, Jimmy Garoppolo for a uh, second round pick. Another team trying to build the 49ers. So they're trying to get picks. So they're giving up a pick. They're getting Garoppolo. I'm happy uh, for Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo's got talent. and I, I, I think at a place of like the 49ers, this is a good move, I think. I mean, Dennis, do you agree with this? I think it's a good move.
4: Uh, I, I do think it's a good move. I also think that that shows that the 49ers weren't confident in the quarterback class coming out because they're obviously going to have a top three pick. Yeah, um, true. And they didn't—they don't like Darnold from USC or Josh USC. Rosen from UCLA. Right. So they were like, "All right, look," because before the season started, the Patriots were asking for like two first-round picks for Jimmy. And
2: is that? Hey, let me ask you a question. Is uh, what's the Barrett Barrett from uh, USC? Is he a senior or a junior? USC. He's gonna. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Ohio State. I made a mistake. From he's Ohio a, State. He's a senior. He's going out. He's, he's, he, dude, he's grown on me. At the beginning of the year, I wasn't liking him too much. I got to tell you, I watched that Penn State game, which is like gun to the head type football. They weren't playing around in that game, dude. Um, two powerful teams. Barrett looked legit, dude. And the beginning of the year, I wasn't too sold on him. I got to tell you what, I was impressed with him. I don't know how he'd be at the next level. I don't know, but uh, he looked pretty good. He's not on that radar for top quarterbacks, I don't think. I don't hear people talking about him. You always hear about the USC kid, Donald. What's his name? Donald? 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 Sam Darnold. Donald. Your name is is Arnold or Ronald? Not Donald. Stop. Duck. Quack. Yeah, quack, Duck Jones. Uh, So anyway, I don't know. I, I think this is good. You know why I'm happy for Garoppolo? He gets a chance to play football. Instead of sitting there watching Tom Brady, who's paranoid about any backup, taking his job. Which makes Brady competitive. I get that. That's why he's a great player. I know that. But this kid, Garoppolo, ha- wants to play. He doesn't want to just wear a jersey and collect a check. He wants to play. I wouldn't be shocked if he said he wanted to be traded. So, second round pick from the Pats. I'm sorry. Uh, the Pat- I made that mistake. 49ers trade. For Patriots, Jimmy Garoppolo, for a 2018 second-round pick. The Slexic Jones, you heard that? It was fun. Thanks. Great. How about the Astros tonight? They're going at it with Dodgers. Can they seal the deal in the baseball world? Can the Astros win the World Series? Can this happen? They're going to do it in L.A. Will they win tonight? Will the Astros win tonight? No, they will not. The Dodgers are going to win this game tonight, okay? It's 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, Verlander for the Astros going against Rich Hill for the Dodgers. And I like Verlander. He's legit. Everybody knows that. You're not winning, Astros. Not today. Not this game tonight. I think you're the better team, Houston Astros. I just don't think you're beating the Dodgers tonight in, in uh, L.A. They're playing the, they're playing back-to-back Jones. The second game is tomorrow night? Correct. That's where the Astros become the world champions, right there. Second game in L.A. Predictions are just bold. You can't see what's going on here? Bold. Bold. Bold, Jerry, bold. i telling you, I don't play around. I come right at you. I, I let you know the truth. I'm in fifth quarter. I don't play games. I'm running the game. I'm on Facebook Live. i got people giving me thumbs up. They love me. I love them. People calling the show before. I'm done with that. We locked the phones. No one's calling the show. The show's just about over. Everybody's going running the muck here. Full raw throttle Jones today in this episode. A lot of raw chatter. Mike Johnson was on. A lot of stuff going on. Very, very busy here. And everything's going great. It's Halloween. And I hope that uh, you people, and Joe Buckle on Facebook Live, go, Jerry. He gets it. He's a signful. He gets it. Joe Joyner, Bold Man Jones, yes. Maybe,
4: maybe, uh...
2: Dennis, how about your prediction? You think the Dodgers are going to win the series, or who's going to win the series?
4: Astros are going to win it tonight. Verlander's been pitching way too good this postseason. Wow.
2: mm Hey, I respect that. And what about
5: you? I think the Astros finish it tonight. God, I
2: really hope I'm right now, just to tell you people you both suck.
5: Tomorrow.
4: I hope you are too, man. I don't want the Astros winning, but... Uh... It it, just—they got that whole Houston with the uh, Hurricane Harvey thing going for them, the natural disaster. They rally behind that. They're just—they're on fire.
2: Listen to me. Why, sir? Why? This is—I don't—I don't don't want to pose as a question because that means you have to have a response, and I don't really want to hear you. But you—you should not root against the Astros, homeboy. You should root against—you should root for the team that beat your team and knocked your team out. You're a Yankee fan. You got knocked out by the Astros. You want to be knocked out by the champion? That's how this works, sir.
4: I understand your logic there. I just can't. You know, I don't want to see that. Okay. I get where you're going. Like, oh, we lost to the best. I get that, but
2: Mike Richter, Facebook Live, all caps. Did Ted DiBiase come on yet? I don't know what he means with all caps because you know all caps is a signal here. I think he's using that uh, all caps wrong. Then is he not?
4: Either that or we just missed the joke. Like, uh, That could happen. That definitely could happen.
2: Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man. Everybody has a price, bitches. He is coming on Thursday, correct, Dennis? Correct. He's got a Halloween-type laugh. Oh, DiBiase's the man. Dude. He does actually have a... He definitely does. <laughs> unlike, my, unlike my Halloween laugh, which is... <laughs> you have a ghoulish one. Done it the whole show. I wait all year to do this laugh. How about when people show up to? Uh, they try to get onto my property to get candy.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: what dude, kind like,
4: of a, do you? You seem like a full candy bar guy. You seem like a good, like a good house you'd want to hit on Halloween.
2: First of all, I have my people handed out. Okay? I knew that. We have two people that will stand in front of the property and they will hand out baskets. And you're correct, full bars. Snickers bars, Mars bars, Zagnuts, not to be confused with Zulak, who was on Raw last night too. What's his name? Mike Zulak? John Drew Zulak. <laughs> so yeah. And we have these two guys. They're almost like you ever see in the UK and England, the um what do you call the guys? The security guys with the hats.
4: The Buckingham Palace guys.
2: Yeah. We got guys like that. But they wear orange and black and they're just jacked angry. And uh, they just smoke cigars and dip tobacco and hand out candy bars. So, yeah. And then when you come near the property, lights hit you, sirens, eh, 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 all sorts of stuff happens, bro. It's craziness. Craziness. Wah, wah. So it gets wild. But everybody should have a happy Halloween. And if you have kids, take your kids trick-or-treating. Make sure you check the candy whenever you go, but you got to be careful. I was a kid, uh, and I went trick or treat with my friends. And uh, several of us were fortunate enough to have a person who gave us candy, and we went home and opened it. And my mom checked it; there was a razor blade in it. So that was nice. People so really gotta, do that. Yeah, back in the day, bro. I mean, where I grew up, I happened an old time it happened doing like, a week. <laughs> hey, you got an apple I could borrow? Yeah, an old time a razor blade, Jones. I all sorts of crazy stuff, dude. Be careful. Check the candy. You got a lot of freaks in the world. Just be careful. Check the candy. And, uh, and if you are someone who likes to trick or treat and you ring the bu- doorbell and someone tells, gives you like, uh you know, they don't give you good candy or something, cut a promo on them and tell your kids to cut a promo. Don't, don't be nice about it. Be mean about it. Call them cheap bastards, cheap brick, that type of stuff. Yeah, it goes a long way. It goes, it goes a long way. So, call Carlos Donald. Happy Halloween, Taz. Hey, Carl. Happy Halloween to you, my friend. The and Black Holiday, Hacking the Taz Show, and me in general. So uh, anyway, hope everybody has a good Halloween. Anthony, Dennis, happy Halloween to you
4: guys. <laughs> happy Halloween. Whoa, what Seth?
2: What's Seth doing? Is he What's he going as? I'm a
4: ghost because you're not going to see me today.
2: <laughs> I'm going as a motorcycle because I'm wheels.
0: <laughs>
4: If name? he came in as Craig Biggio today, I would laugh.
2: Dude, did you see on the Astros they had Craig Biggio? Uh, he was—you saw him, right? He's at one of the games, and he was—I uh, can't remember what a young man that they were doing something with on the pitcher's mound or something like that. And and uh, I, I can't remember what, what was it? What was the foundation the kid the kid was from? Wow. I can't remember. It was very nice. Whatever he was doing, was doing something nice. But I see Craig Biggio, and I'm like, oh lordy, B, where is? And I I could have sworn I saw Seth in the background, like
4: I. I, I beat him. I beat him faster. Look at look at him. I could still steal on you, you know. I eat quinoa. Uh,
2: I wonder you think he's going to go as Craig Biggio? He should go as Craig Biggio on Halloween. because you know he's going on Halloween. He's got kid. The guy has like ten kids, so he, he's he's there's a lot of Halloween and trick or treating for him. You know, either
4: that or he's going to go as a as an offensive coordinator, and with all his children, he's just going to have an offense, and they're just going to run <laughs> plays on people's yards. <laughs> That's funny. That
2: was a good one. All right. I can't follow that. We're gonna miss you on the Taz show, Dennis. I tell you that. Um, yeah. So uh that's it. Are you going trick-or-treating, uh, Ant?
5: I will not. I will be home miserable because the Broncos offense
2: sucked. Uh, you should go as the shock master. I think that would have been a layup Hello. <laughs> just saying. Um I'm just that- a loser. Dennis, are you, are you going trick-or-treating? Oh, you know it. Free Candy Jones.
4: Yeah, come on.
2: Bring on the razor blades. I don't give a rat's ass. Cut up a tongue. I'm good.
4: Mm-mm-mm. I just do the old, uh, you know, you do the, the the sheet and you cut out the eyes. And then they're like, what are you? And it's like, oh, I'm a ghost. And they're like, you're a little big to be trick-or-treating. Oh, well, they say, sir, you're a ghost. We, we, we <laughs> yeah. thought you were
2: one of those signs on the side of the interstate. That they didn't put a thing up on
4: yet. That's not a bad idea. I should get a green what sheet and just like spray paint Newberg on it. I did a little John Jimmy for you right there. See that? Oh, maybe I go with Susie. Go with Susie to Southern Belle. That would freak some people if I, if I like I don't shave. I just go up in in Sister uh, Abigail gear,
2: like Rhino did last night on the show. Perfect crazy. He's a crazy man. That doesn't surprise Rhino's out of his mind. So he was probably laughing the whole way, doing that whole thing. Makeup jokes, the rest of am not. He's nuts. You have no idea. The guy's out of his mind. Uh, he's one of the greatest guys you've ever met in your life. But but he, he really is. He's a super nice guy. But he's just a nut. Um, yeah. Go. Gorilla oh, what? long yeah, Gorilla I thought you say ghost yeah those listening to podcast like what, what, what's, what why why is there dead air because <laughs> I'm wrapping up that's it I'm wrapping up hope you guys enjoyed the show I gotta go I got things to do here happy Halloween to everybody enjoy the candy uh, you know and that's really it thanks for I hope you enjoyed the raw chatter thanks for people who called the show interacted on Facebook Twitter the whole nine yards you guys are the best share the show spread the show love the show like the show support the show uh, thank you, Mike Johnson, for coming on, doing your PW Insider Report. We love you, big guy. Enjoy that uh, water main break. That sucks. No electric, no water. Mike Johnson's up Shit's Creek without a paddle. On that note, I'm Taz, you not. And have a
1: good one. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10 Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, us all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my pictures.